0: Pony Trick Comic K A A A A A A A A A Hello and welcome to Funk Tricks Comic Cast. If you're tired of telling everyone we finally have some humans, we can pop culture. As always, I am your host, wearing my flip-flops. I guess Uh, clarification: my flip-flops are not flip-flops. Flip-flops are gross. My flip-flops are uh, an oversized pair of Reeboks with no shoelaces. They clip clap. They're more clip claps than flip flops. They sort of make a more clip clap sound when I walk. Uh, but they, you know, you can slip on. I still wear socks with them because I'm not a monster. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the old, the old flip flops. You know, it's Sunday morning on my end, so you know, got to keep it casual with the clip claps. Woke up uh, bright and early to indulge in two superhero shows that I've just become. Uh, full on addicted to two very different superhero shows that I'm full, full on addicted It's at the point where I love them both sincerely. Uh, the first of which being Arrow, which I, I finally hopped on that train. Oh boy, okay? Let me tell you. Uh, first, that was the medicine ball. The exercise ball, for the record. the noise. We've been over this before. That was, that was the exercise ball. I, you know, whatever uh at first i like arrow because that guy's got some pretty dope abs and he does some pretty crazy workouts i'm just saying the salmon ladder it's crazy and then there's abso he's got a shirt off and he's just hitting pipes with other pipes like in a circle i don't even know what does that even achieve i don't know but it looks super cool uh, it's kind of the point where I think I just like that show, legitimately. Like, okay, first, yeah, it was the abs. The abs they pulled me in. Then the soap opera of it all really, you know, pulled me in further. It's just gotten kind of to the point where I just like that show. Where I just genuinely like it. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a great show. I just watched just watched an episode. After I watched an episode of the other show. The other superhero show that I've become quite infatuated with, ladies and gentlemen, released on Blu-ray last week. The 1966 Batman television series starring Adam West and, as Robin the Boy Wonder, Burt Ward. Yikes! That show is incredible. Yeah. The whole war on stuff, I traded a bunch of DVDs at a store called Movie Stop and I got a bunch of store credit and I just totally paid off that box set because I knew I knew I'd want to see it if only I'd known how much I would have paid off too. Uh 120 episodes that show I looked at the running time on the back of the blu-ray set 3,019 minutes <laughs> uh, what? 120 episodes and it only lasted three years yeah, okay, 66, 67, 68, I'm pretty sure. Oh my goodness, let me tell you. I'm just gonna lay it on the line right here. You, the next few minutes, I'm just gonna beat by beat tell you about the first two episodes of Batman 66. Uh, craziness. First two episodes, the Riddler is, is the bad guy. They're in pairs, the episodes. They would air twice a week. So, one night, you'd have the first half, it would end on a cliffhanger, with the narrator promising that the worst is yet to come, because it would end with Batman and Robin in some sort of death trap, and then the second episode would air the following night. And the episode titles, for the pair of episodes, each pair of episodes, they rhyme? Uh, for instance, there's a Mr. Freeze episode, the first episode is called something like, you know, yada yada Mr. Freeze. The second episode is called Rats Like Cheese. Rats Like Cheese. Ask me if it has anything to do with the subject matter of the episode. No. No, of course it doesn't. Not even rats like in the mob. Like, we got a rat? Not even that kind of rat. Not even cheese like cheddar like. Check cheddar like a food inspector. Not even. It's just called Rats Like Cheese, has nothing to do with it, just rhymes with Mr. Freeze. It's insane. It is insane. I'm realizing now that I can't remember every beat of the first episode, I'm just gonna give you some highlights. I'm just gonna give you uh, uh, some highlights from the episodes of Batman I've seen thus far. First off, in the 1966 Batman TV series, the Batmobile has a license plate has a full-on license plate, like it's registered somewhere. It's registered, okay? So, Batmobile's cruise around, Riddler's the bad guy, he... plants clues that would suggest he's gonna steal something from a museum. Batman goes to the museum and busts him and beats him up, and then the Riddler's like, just kidding, this is mine, I'm just taking back something that's mine, you beat me up for no reason, I'm gonna sue you for a million dollars. That's right, first episode, the pilot, if you will, The Riddler tricks Batman into beating him up and then sues him for a million dollars, which of course worries Batman, because if he has to appear in the court of law, he has to reveal a secret identity. Also, when it comes out that the Riddler is up to something, like in most of the episodes, it starts with the police catching wind that there's a supervillain. Then Commissioner Gordon will look at the cops and be like, well, do any of you guys want to take this on, take the case? And then they all look at each other like, oh, no thank you. And then he calls Batman. Always. He first asks the police. Then the police decline to do their job. They're just like, no. No, I don't want to do that. Then they call Batman. Then Batman gets in his Batmobile with Robin that has a license plate. They drive to the front of the police station. Just parallel park in front of the police station in the Batmobile. Hop out, run in through the front door. It's ridiculous! So when Batman beats up the Riddler, the Riddler sues him for a million dollars. By the way, the Riddler's not done yet. So they look at more Riddler clues, and they figure out, oh, we got to go to this nightclub. How? I don't know. So they drive to the nightclub, and then the valet is like, "Whoa, Robin is underage. He can't come in." So Batman's like, "Oh well." Batman goes in the bar by himself. Robin stays in the parking lot, watches Batman in the bar through a periscope in the Batmobile, through a periscope, through a periscope in the Batmobile. He's watching Batman on the first floor of a bar. The best part about the periscopes in the 1966 Batman series is, uh, much like a multi-camera sitcom, the periscopes have editing. For instance, they will change camera angles. Sometimes they'll go for close-up, and then cut to a wide shot. The periscope. Batman goes to the bar. He orders the Batman Special which is orange juice. Then he does a dance called the Batusi. Then he finds out his orange juice is drugged. Robin gets kidnapped by the Riddler. Batman hops in the Batmobile to go get after him. And then the police are like, Batman, you're in no condition to drive. Batman hands over his keys to the police. His keys to the Batmobile, to the police. And then the Riddler has Robin and he makes like a paper mache molding of Robin's head. And then he puts it on a woman who is at first played by an actress but then once the paper mache head goes over the woman's head she is then portrayed by the actor who plays Robin Uh, and then they trick Batman they trick Batman into taking this fake Robin back to the Batcave at which point fake Robin who's really a lady is like surprise I'm a lady holds Batman at gunpoint Batman's like I knew all along that you weren't the real Robin because of the breathing holes you put in your mask what? and then he's like luckily while we were in the Batmobile, the Bat laser beam, laser beam, he says laser beam, not my pronunciation, laser beam, like burns away whatever part of the gun that makes it fire. I don't know. And then the fake Robin's like, oh my gosh, and he runs and he's like, don't go there. That's the nuclear reactor that powers the Batcave. And then the woman falls into the nuclear reactor that powers the Batcave. And Batman, looking down mournfully, says, what a terrible way to go-go. Huh? And yeah, okay, my Adam West is just Richard Nixon. What do you want from me? I'm not a miracle worker. Yeah, what a terrible way to go, go. Oh boy. You should really watch that show. It is Tops. It is the bomb. It is Boss. I don't know what they say for cool in the 1960s. The bee's knees. I don't know. Rats like cheese, you know? It's crazy. That show's the best. I'm like, 10 episodes in? 8 episodes in? 10 episodes in? It's real good. It's real good. You should definitely watch it. Uh, maybe when it's done, I'll write something up about it. I don't know. And then uh, That'll be on uh, net when I write it because this is Punctricks Comic Cast and this is episode 51. 51. I'm gonna verify again because I always get the episode name wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's 51, and if it is 51, which it is, well, you know I'm right. That makes this the penultimate episode of the Funny Tricks Comic Cast. Before I uh, go on um, a question mark length hiatus in December, maybe come back January. I'm not so sure now. i got to think about whether or not I want to, you know. But yeah, penultimate episode this is. And in honor of this penultimate episode, I want to make it the ultimate penultimate episode by giving you, the listener, a a countdown of the ten best penultimate episodes. I guess in television. Uh, now this list I've has been uh, concocted uh, right now when I decided to do it just this second. So let me. I'm just gonna let's let's see. Um, so, second to last episodes of shows. The one for Breaking Bad was good. That one was good. Granite State, right? That was what it was called. I remember that one. That was a pretty cool penultimate episode. That I don't know. So, maybe that's number one or number two. I don't know. Second last episode, Clone Wars. That was pretty fun. I think there was like a Fire. Um, second last episode, X-Files. That one's that one actually sucked. That one doesn't go on the list, or maybe it's number eleven. I don't know. I feel like the second to last episode of Battle Star Galactica was all right, but I don't remember anything that happened in it. I remember liking it, uh, so I'll put that at, at number ten. So that's what that's three. That's three of the top ten. I'm just gonna make a little tally mark. So I remember how many I have to go. Um, what are other What are other television shows, the second to last episode of 24, not this new crap, but the, the original run, I think, that's the one where Jack Bauer goes all like Slipknot, right, where's a where's mask, right, so if that's the, if that's the second to last episode of, of 24, that one counts, so that's four, um, Lost, Lost, second to last episode of, of Lost was good, Right, or bad? What happened in that one? Uh, I'll put that one on there though. Yeah, so that's five. What are what are other television shows? What was the second to last episode of The Office like? Do you remember? I don't remember. Um, um, what was the second last episode of Everybody Loves Raymond? I remember the last episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Maybe I should have saved this countdown for next week to the top ten series finales. That's too obvious, though. Everybody knows the series finales. I'm talking preseason finale, series finale, whatever. Penultimate. I don't remember what happened in the office. Uh, 30 Rock, that was probably was was pretty good, right? Do you remember what happened in that one? I would say 30 Rock was probably okay. I'll throw a I'll throw 30 Rock on... On the old list? That's six? That's six of, of the uh, the top ten. What are other what are other TV shows? He asked again. I don't know, what do you what do you think? Roseanne. I never saw Roseanne, did that was that one ain't good? John Goodman was in that right. I mean that was probably alright. John Goodman's fun. Was he still on the show in the end there? What about cheers? Cheers and mash. Probably had a pretty good second to last episode. And Roseanne. So cheers. We'll put those on. Cheers, Mash Roseanne. I never saw any of them. But those are those are shows that people watched. Remember the West Wing? I watched remember wasn't there an episode where like the president's daughter wanted to date a black guy and he wasn't okay with that? Was that the was that the second to last episode or was that like season two? That's all, I, that's that's the only episode of that show I remember. I don't even think I watched that show. I think somebody told me about that episode. What was the second to last episode of that? If that was the second to last episode, well I don't even know how it concluded. Did she end up dating the black guy? I don't remember. Cuz I I don't think I ever uh actually watched it. Seinfeld maybe, right? Frasier. Frasier. Second last episode of Frasier. I'm going to put that on. So there you go. There's your top 10. What was it? Spraking Brad, Frazier, Cheers, Roseanne, uh, M.A.S.H., you know, there were some other ones in there. Battles are Galactica, I think, was on there. Did I put West Wing? You know, so, you know, there's your top, there you go. There you go. And you know what? In the order I said them. So, you know, Frazier's number one. I don't remember the order I said them. I think Lost was in there somewhere. Uh, but that's those are your top ten. Those are the top ten penultimate episodes. You heard it here first. Pony Tricks' comic cast top 10 penultimate episodes. The crown jewel of the ultimate penultimate episode of this show. Maybe when this episode is done it'll be number 1 on that list. It, if it aired on television ever. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, over on uh, over on Pony Tricks proper, the blog. I uh, I think I already told you guys there's an interstellar review. I also did a, a little write up on Birdman, and I did a little write up on Call of Duty: Advanced Warfighter, starring the incomparable Kevin Spacey. He, I mean, probably could compare him to somebody. I'm not. I don't know that much about Kevin Spacey. I saw L.A. Confidential once. I played Advanced Warfighter, uh, and then he was in that movie Pay It Forward, right? Where the where the kid gets, you know, that was the one. Pay it forward. Yeah, he was in there. Yeah, I don't watch House of Cards. I don't know. You can't make me. You can't. Don't even try. So, I mean, he's probably comparable. I don't know who I would compare him to. Kevin Spacey. He's kind of like John Goodman, right? I don't know. Kevin Spacey. Who do you compare Kevin Spacey? Maybe he is not comparable. Did you ever think about that? Maybe Kevin, oh man. Maybe Kevin Spacey is legitimately incomparable. I mean, I can't think of any other baldish kind of middleweight to heavyweight looking white fellas. Can you? I mean, I don't know. Anyway, the incomparable Kevin Spacey, advanced warfighter. I wrote a big chunk of things about that this week. I will be writing about Nightcrawler, the movie Nightcrawler, the movie John Wick, which I think I have uh, some pretty interesting plans for. I'm not going to write a review proper about John Wick, but I'm going to write about John Wick. And then I'm playing Assassin's Creed Unity right now. I don't think I will beat it by the time... That this podcast even ends. Um, but, you know, when I do beat it, there'll probably be something about that up there. Yeah. So, you know, that's on the horizon. Yeah. And then, oh, and then at some point, Fox Catcher will be the end of the much maligned 2014 Channing Tatum initiative. Honestly, guys, at this point, I don't even want to do a 2015 initiative. Ugh. Am I right? Way to, way to go, Channing. Never called me back. Toph never called me back. Nobody ever calls him back in Hollywood. I mean, they don't have my number, but they could get it if they wanted it. I didn't put it anywhere, but they could probably. I mean, they got money, right? Hollywood Illuminati, they got money. So, that's what's on the horizon. This episode's actually going to be going up a day early, I believe. Because on Wednesday proper... I'm going to be going to a Slipknot concert far away from where I live. So if you think about it, uh, cross your fingers, pray to whoever that I don't falsely be wheel and die on my way home from the Slipknot concert. Now if I die in the pit, justice will have been served. Uh, I don't want to die on the drive home. Though. So don't worry about praying that I don't die in the pit. I can handle myself pretty well in the pit. Uh, they got pretty rowdy pits up there. We'll see. I mean, it's Slipknot. It's not be, it'd probably be pretty rowdy anywhere. But, you know. So this will be going up at night early. Uh, and then I guess I'll spend uh, a portion of the last episode of this podcast telling you all about the Slipknot concert. And so that's all the background stuff. Why don't we move on to the, the penultimate docket of books. Quite frankly, uh, this would have been a great roster of books to cover on the last episode. Because there is 11 of them. 11 of them. Which works out because I've got like 11 minutes left, till I hit the 30-minute mark. Remember what I never mentioned trying to to make this podcast half an hour? Oh, my God. (coughs) Remember that? Yeah. Now I'm just working for that 30-minute mark. Uh, First book, Axis, Avengers, X-Men, Axis, number 5. This is the uh, the big Marvel event happening right now, and it's nine issues long, and this is number five, which means this event is is halfway over. I don't has anything really happened yet. I don't know. The first chunk of this issue is pretty entertaining because you've got Spider-Man hanging out with his kid Nova. I'm not familiar with Nova, but the two of them have a kind of good rapport. But then Spider-Man just won't shut his trap. We get it. Witty. Shut up. Like, everything anyone says, Spider-Man's gonna be like, Oh, well, that'd be funny if this... Like, always, always making dumb jokes. Always making dumb jokes. Every chance he gets, every word out of his mouth is some sassy little remark. Oh, look at me. I'm a sassy spider. The world's in trouble. Everybody's acting Freaky Friday. But I'm still sassy. Wish he'd have gotten inverted. Ugh. And then you got this Hulk's Hulk guy, Clue, Clue, whatever, he's still running around smashing stuff up. The X-Men are being D-bags, and they got this big bully guy Apocalypse with them. Yeah, I don't know. There's four issues left of this. Six, seven, eight. Yeah, four issues left. I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give Access the rating of the last Marvel event I read. It's only the second Marvel event book I've actually followed. i followed Original Sin. I don't really... I mean... Marvel events are the worst. Oh, jeez. I mean, DC doesn't do events as often, I guess. The only DC event book I read through proper was Forever Evil. But Forever Evil was freaking awesome. Ugh. But yeah, mostly Axis number 5. One out of one, Sassy Spider. Turn it down a notch. Alright, Pete? Turn it down a notch. And then flipping over to DC. We have Batgirl number 36, which is the second issue, and this very critically acclaimed new take on Batgirl. And, uh, you know, I agree, it's fun stuff. It's got like a, a real cartoony vibe. And then here, in this issue, she's fighting two, like, anime-obsessed girls on motorcycles, and there's samurai swords, and slash-slash, boom, boom, yeah. Uh, and she's, you know, making friends, making young, hip, uh, ethnic friends. It's very... Like, oh, we're millennials, and like, parts of it feel like, I feel like you're just catering me as a millennial by having her on, like, some sort of social media, whatever. I don't care. It's a fun book. It's a very Marvel DC book, and that's a good thing. And she's got a pretty cool outfit. I would probably wear it. I think I would look cool in, like, a purple kind of a thing thingamajig. I could pull it off. I could def pull it off. I mean, I couldn't pull off the long red hair. Though, what do you know, you've never seen me. I mean, probably you have, because probably if you're listening to this, you know me. Uh, But I probably couldn't pull off the red hair. Lots of anime. Uh, One complaint is it's not Dragon Ball Z. So, you know, if you're gonna have anime in your comic book, you should probably make a Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, not this motorcycle sword stuff. Back row number 36, zero out of zero Dragon Ball Z. And then, got Batman, Batman number 36, Endgame part 2, Capullo and Snyder, still killing it on their Batman run, i get got a bunch of comic books every month, but Snyder and Capullo's Batman is like a Christopher Nolan movie, like i got to go a bunch of movies every year, but when a Christopher Nolan movie comes out, it's like an event for me and movie going, you know, no other movies make me as excited as a Christopher Nolan movie, and the same can be said for these Batman books, I don't know if they're just, they, I hold them on a pedestal over all other comics and they never disappoint and the art is awesome and the writing is awesome. Oh man. I love these books. Very creepy. I mean, I'm not going to, this is, like every once in a while, I don't know, I will go through a plot of playing these books, but you know, Walking Dead, Batman, stuff like that, I try not to spoil too much, but I'll say this, there's a, I guess a twist in this issue that harkens back to Batman Annual Number 2, which was like over a year ago, I think. And it's interesting, but I'll say this. I went back and read portions of Batman Annual Number 2, and it doesn't... It doesn't feel like it was set up to be the twist it ended up being. I mean, I'm willing to believe that they set it up knowing the payoff, but I'd also be willing to believe they came up with the payoff after that setup was already put in play. I don't know. I don't know. But it's an effective twist. I'll tell you that. I don't even think you need to have read Batman Annual number two to enjoy it. And I, you know, I didn't really enjoy Batman Annual number two, so I don't know that I recommend it. I don't even remember if I got covered on this uh, this podcast. I don't think it did. I think it was before this podcast started. But yeah, it's got a really creepy. Disturbing-looking Superman on the cover. So, that's horrifying. And it's got a familiar character with a new stylish haircut. So, you know, Batman 36, one out of one fashion. And then all these DC books, of course, have Lego Batman 3 ads on the back. I don't have Lego Batman 3 yet. But I'll try and get it. Maybe Black Friday? Hmm? Maybe it'll be on sale? Hmm? I'd pay $35 for it. I pay that much unless it's fifty. Is it fifty bucks? The Lego games? I don't know. Next book up, all new Captain America numero uno. Sam Wilson the Falcon taking over for Captain America. Uh, Rick Reminder's still doing the book. Because he's been doing he's been doing Captain America since all new since since regular Marvel now. And he's still on it, but he's got this new guy doing Art Amonin. What is his first name? Stuart Amonin. Pretty good, pretty good art. It's a fun issue. It's mostly it, it, it's mostly a setup of kind of the new status quo, but there's a lava base. So, yeah. Sam Wilson though, the Falcon. I'm not that familiar with the Falcon. I thought he was just a guy with a flying suit because Winter Soldier. Uh, can he like talk to birds? Is that a thing that he does, is like talk to birds? Or does he like, is he an animorph? I don't know. He's got some sort of mysterious connection to birds that I could probably Google. Not gonna do that. So is he like, but he's like Aquaman, but with birds I guess? And now he's also Captain America? I don't know, but there's a lava base. So all you have America number one, one out of one Mustafar. Also there was, I think it was on Grantland, my co-host from Pillow Talk. My other podcast he sent me a very interesting piece on all new Captain America number one on Grantland. Because as you know, we have fun here on this podcast. But, I mean, there is a lot of interesting backstory to all new Captain America number one. You know, we have Captain America is now a black man. And I don't think that's ever been the case. And and kind of the the lose lose scenario of of doing that where Marvel, either people are saying, oh, Marvel's changing characters, and uh, stop, why are you changing characters? To people that are maybe less open-minded to a black superhero. And then you have people saying, oh, you're just making them black to cash in on on some race card and boost sales, and you have very cynical, you have have, have bigoted people, you have cynical people, there's like no happy medium, I don't know. I would say this, just read the book and let it stand on its own, which can be very hard, but I mean, I I don't read Captain America, and I picked it up because Sam Wilson was the new Captain America, and I appreciate, I don't know, changing characters. I always liked when superheroes were not their proper alter ego. I didn't start reading Spider-Man to Superior Spider-Man. That's when I started picking up Spider-Man. It became interesting to me when somebody else was Spider-Man. Still one of my favorite Batman stories is the extended period of time which Dick Grayson is Batman I I think it's I don't know It's interesting to get a new perspective on a character Or on a superhero I don't know But then I mean again You have that cynicism is like okay Well yeah it's a black man But is it really a new perspective Because you still have the same white writer So I don't know I don't know I mean again I would just say read the book Let's stand on someone See what you think There's a lava base You know this is a cool book. I enjoyed it. I'm sticking with it for now. Uh, yeah. So, all new Captain America one, one out of one lava base. Flipping over to Image Comics, we got Outcast number five. Uh, I believe I mentioned last time the last issue of Outcast. That hooked. That hooked me. Finally hooked me. Took four issues, but the end of the last issue, I was like, I am in. Uh, the beginning of this issue is horrific. It's very dark and awful. But there's some very cool stuff happening here. And stuff that finally is sort of hinting at the larger world of this book. I feel like this is a slow build towards something far, far bigger. Though I'm kind of okay with it keeping a small perspective. This art also is fantastic. This this Paul has a guy. He's killing it. But yeah, I I would say if you aren't reading Outcast right now. Issue number six is next month, and I'm sure shortly after that, volume one of this will come out. Probably collecting the first six issues. If you're into kind of horror, but like less, like not modern horror, not that torture porn nonsense. But yeah, I don't know. It's a really cool book. It's really good looking. It's very bleak. It has a prison in it, and it's written by Robert Kirkman, Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a thing. And all, I mean, my backup career has always been exorcist. So this is very interesting to me. You know, I mean, I could, hey, hey, demon, hey, get out of here. Beat it. Quit it. Hey, quit. Exorcism, right? I'm probably going to start podcasts where I exercise people. That'd be good. Maybe that'll be my next podcast. Just audio exorcisms. And you put your little earbuds. And a little we'll possessed person's ear, and then I'll be like, Hey! Bait it! So, you know. I'm just stalling because I can't think of a rating to give this book. I'm just going to call one out one the devil. Because exorcism. I don't know. But Outcast number five is a hoot. It's a hoot. That's what I'm going to give it. That's what I'm going to give this rating. A hoot and holler. If you get a chance, look at the cover of Outcast number five, and then think to yourself, No, that looks like a hoot. Do it right now. I'll, I'll wait. Just open your browser, And click click, and go to like Google, or just put in the type bar just uh, Kirkman, Outcast number 5, and then images, oh okay, images, alright you see the cover, all the, all the fellas, there's like three fellas on it, what a hoot, am I right, so Outcast number 5 is a hoot, back over to Marvel we have Silver Surfer number 7, Dan Slott, really killing it, and the all-rids, this art, oh it's good, this this issue is like that episode of Community from season 2. I don't know if you watch Community, but in season 2, there's an episode that's like a clip show. You know how sitcoms run out of ideas, so they just do a clip show where they show clips of like, funniest moments. Well, Community did a clip show, but the clips were all from episodes that never aired. It was hilarious. That is very much what this issue is, and it's fantastic. Blah 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 blah, good issue, yada yada. Don Greenwood's great. Uh there's a shark person in this wearing like clothes. But it's a it's a full-on shark person. There are, as a matter of fact, there are two shark people in this. One of them clearly gets more action than the other because he's running around with a lightning sword. There's a shark person in this. So Silver Surfer number seven. Two out of two shark people. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I'm over thirty minutes. For the record so you're welcome uh next on the docket a number first issue another first issue he meant superior iron man number one this is all part of this avengers now Thank thor is now a woman captain america is now black iron man is now a dick that is the new status quo for this and it rolls out of axis so this picks up after axis starts but axis or after axis is over but Axis isn't over yet, so we don't really know, but it's implied that some stuff happens. I don't know. Uh, mostly, it's just Tony Stark being an intolerable dick. I don't know, it doesn't feel... Superior Spider-Man was sort of, quote-unquote, Spider-Man being a D-bag, but it's a different person, like, figuring out the ropes. This is Tony Stark, like, he knows who he is, even if his personality changed, I don't know. But Daredevil's in it, and he's got, you know, Iron Man's got a new, like, Apple suit. So, I guess if you're a fan of Apple, you should check out Superior Iron Man. Uh, of the new, you know, Thor, on got Captain America, Iron Man books, this is the one I'm probably most likely to drop. But I'm going to stick with it for now because his writer, Taylor, I don't remember his first name. Is it really James Taylor? It might be James Taylor. Uh why, you know, just put first names. Tom Taylor. It's writer Tom Taylor. He writes the Injustice comic. Uh, I played the Injustice video game. I reviewed the Injustice video game on Pony Tricks. It was okay. I don't really like fighting games. But apparently the prequel comic, written by this Tom Taylor fellow, is fantastic. People love it. So I was very excited to read a piece of Tom Taylor's work. This... I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to even get the second issue. Is a... Okay, I don't know, I don't know. I mean look, I have an iPhone, but I don't have a Mac computer. I don't have an iPhone 6. My iPod's been giving me crap forever, so I don't know. If you like Apple, maybe check it out. So, Superior Iron Man, one out of one iPhones. There you go, one out of one iPhones. And as I mentioned, this uh, Avengers Now thing, we got Thor number two. Again, this is with the new mysterious female Thor. Now, before the, this new resetting of the numbering for Thor, it was called Thor God of Thunder. The artist for it was Isa Ribic, I believe his name was. He is fantastic. Okay. But this new guy, Russell, Russell Dotterman, is the artist now? He is pretty great. His art is pretty tops, pretty boss, pretty baller, yada yada. Oh man, I'm just looking at it now. It's very exciting. It's very exciting art. There's a lot of ice, and there's a lot of giants. And there's a lot of that creepy elf man Malekith wearing a severed arm like a necklace. So, yikes! Wow, one severed arms. Am I right? It's crazy. You should read Thor number two. It's there's. I mean, he's got a severed arm around. Like it's creepy. And then we got the Walking Dead over at Image. Uh, some more of Slipknot causing trouble, but kind of our heroes getting the upper hand. And then a pretty great murder. So, one out of slipknot. Two out of two murders. Who? What? Where? When? I don't know. Read the book. God. You know, you can't just rely on me to tell you everything about the book. You gotta read the book. <laughs> but there is a murder. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And slipknot's sticking around, so that's pretty cool. And then, lastly, sticking an image, which is number two, which has a really gross cover of like an eye and a neck. I love Scott Snyder. I love Jock. I don't know that I love witches. The art is okay. The writing is okay, but it's a little jumps all over the place. A little confusing. I feel like I'm still trying to catch my bearings as to what exactly is going on. And to be fair, it is only the second issue, and I guess they're trying for like a slow burn. But uh, right now, I just have like questions. Mainly, like, what's... what's going on? Where is this book headed? What's... what's the thesis of this book? I don't know. I can't... I can't get a feeling for, like, where the center is of the book, you know? Like, what am I focusing on here? What's the... I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing, maybe that's a bad thing. I'll probably read the first six issues of this. It's not super... creepy yet. I mean, it's creepy enough. There's some gross stuff. In here, there's like a little monster in the road. And there's definitely, you know, people in the woods. And then there's just like an old guy. I'm sick of old guys, right? Get the old guys out of comics. You know? Get them out of here. And that cover's really gross. I mean, there's an eye in this person's neck. It's really gross. Yeah, I don't know. Which is number two? Gross. Which is, you know, whatever. A lot of books this week. Next week? Last week? The series season whatever finale week, not as many books, not as many books. Um, I'm I'm tired. I gave you my penultimate, ultimate penultimate list, and I gave you the books. So yeah, I'm gonna like I said, pray I don't get in a car crash on my way back from Slipknot. And with any luck, I'll be back next week for the last episode of the Pine Tricks Comic Cast. So thanks for listening or whatever. I'm gonna go. Watch Arrow? Play the video game? I don't know. I'm out of here. Okay, goodbye.